弟兄们，这确实怎么样呢？你们聚会的时候，个人或有诗歌，或有教训，或有方言，或有翻出来的话，凡事都当造就人。若有说方言的，只好两个人，至多三个人，且要轮流着说，也要一个人翻出来。若
所以我们在今天的这个宣传册上，我们看到若涵姐妹将要呃很快将要离开我们，我们要感谢她为我们所做的一所做的一切的工作。当然，在吴红斌姐妹的呃见证当中，也非常感谢她为了她为了所她为了
我们就会可能回头会遇到在高速路上会遇到这个交通堵塞。So that was an example of orderly worship now. Paul is writing about orderly worship in the year 53.保罗在五零三年的时候就已经写下了关于如何有序的进行敬拜的一些教导。and it seems like there were problems in the church. Now remember, they did not have the New Testament yet. These are the letters and the writings that would make up the New Testament. The Holy Spirit was speaking through Paul to give these instructions. But they are just getting this letter now. And here's the question Paul asked them. He said, Did the word of God originate with you? Did you come up with this on your own? Are there any kind of standards or rules that should apply to the way you conduct your public worship services? 难道你们中间能够有任何规则来说确定你们到底应该怎么样去做这种公众的敬拜吗? Paul says we need to pay attention and do things in an orderly way. 保罗说我们要认真仔细小心来把敬拜做成一个有序的活动. So what shall we say then, brothers? 那么我们接下来,那么弟兄们,这却怎么样呢? When you come together, 当你们来聚会的时候, Everyone,每一个人,everyone,就是你们当中的每一个人, has a hymn,有人有诗歌,a word of instruction,有人会有教训,a revelation,或者有启示,a tongue,会有方言,or an interpretation,会有翻出来的人。Now, as we learned last week, all of these things must be done for the strengthening of the church. 我们都我们上个星期已经学过了，这些所有的事情都是要为了教会而做。When the word says everyone, it means everyone. 呃, everyone 这个词意思是教会当中的每一个个体。So I'm going to have you line up right over here. 所以如果我让你们在这里面一个一个排成一行的话。No, I'm, I'm kidding. 呃，不是，开玩笑的。But what if everyone had? A hymn or a song. 是，那如果每个每一个人，每个人自己都要在唱一首歌的话。What if everyone of us had a a word of encouragement for each other? 如果每一个人都要鼓励其他弟兄姐妹的话。At that time, what if everyone had a a, a language they could speak in, and we needed someone to interpret? 如果每一个人自己讲一种语言，然后边上还要有人给他翻的话。And then there was another problem. If anyone speaks in a tongue, he said, maybe two or three of you at most should do that during the service. And there should always be an interpreter. 
而且总要有人翻出来。And you should speak one at a time. 而且要一次就只有一个人在说。Are you starting to get a picture of what it was like then? 你能够想象这是一个什么样的场景吗 ？They all spoke at the same time. 所有的人全都在一起讲话。And they would just speak out a tongue, but there would be no one to interpret. 然后每个人都在讲方言，却没有人在翻。And everyone would need their chance to talk. 每个人都需要有讲话的机会。And it was a problem. 然后这样就出现问题了。One at a time. 一次就一个人。So in James it says. 呃、uh, ，在雅各书里面讲到。Let every person be be quick to hear. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. 要快快呃，要快快的听。Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. 慢慢的说，慢慢的动怒。So when in their services they all wanted to talk at the same time, 如果在敬拜当中每个人都想同时说话的话 ，and they all wanted to 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 say something， 他们都想说点什么。And we already know they were very competitive for attention. 我们知道，我们就会去彼此去竞争其他人的注意力。So what if you wanted to speak in a tongue and there was no interpreter? 那想象一下，如果你在讲方言，然后边上却没有人翻出来。Or what if God had given you a word to say, but you were the fourth or fifth person who wanted to speak? 啊，或者是神给了你启示，让你有话想说，但是你要排到第四位或者第五位。If there's no interpreter, 呃，又没有翻，又没又没有人翻出来。The speaker should keep quiet. 那么这个人。讲话的人就应该闭口不言。Speak to himself and God. 啊、uh, ，对着自己和对着神来说。It seems to me that would be very difficult. 啊、uh, ，这听起来好像特别难。God has laid a word on your heart. 神已经把一些话语放在你的心中了。And it was at a time when the Holy Spirit was working through miraculous offerings. 而且圣灵给了你非给了你非常神奇的奇迹般的这样子的感动。And Paul said the speaker should keep quiet. 然后，但是保罗说，这个时候讲话的人就这讲者就应该保持安静。You have the right to remain silent. 你有保持缄默的权利。But a lot of people don't have the ability to remain silent. 但是很多人他是没有这个能力来保持缄默的。The same rule applied to the prophets. 这样这样的规则也适用于做先知的人。Last week we talked about the fact that tongues were given to to convince outsiders of the power of the gospel. 我们上一周讲到说方言是呃方言是为了使这个教会外的人确信神的伟大的能力。You could speak in a tongue and people would recognize the truth of the gospel. 呃、uh, ，你可以用，你可以讲方言，然后让其他的人知道神的真理。And so that was the purpose for tongues. 这就是方言的方言的用处。But it says that prophecies were given for the strengthening of the church. 呃、uh, ，而这个先知是用来兼顾这个教会的。This would be to to reveal God's mysteries and help us all understand what our purpose is. 
他是用，呃，他是把神的使命、神的事工讲给会众来听，然后让大家认，呃，然后让大家认识到自己。But in this passage, we see the same explanation.但是这一次，我们看到了一个相同的解读。Two or three prophets should speak.两到三个先知来讲道。And then the others should weigh and consider what they're saying.然后其他的人就当慎思明辨。and if while one of them is speaking, a revelation comes to someone sitting in the church. To someone who is sitting down. First speaker should stop. So that they can give the revelation that God had given to them. So in this way, you can each prophesy in turn. So that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. He's talking about how those with a prophetic gift would control and govern themselves. And they would regulate the order of their speaking. Because we remember we live in a time when the church is brand new. And God is speaking through tongues to reach people who have never heard. I am glad that people can hear in Chinese when I speak in English. But that wasn't true when the church first started. And I'm glad that people understand the revealing mystery of God and how Jesus died for us on the cross. But God gave prophecies in the early church so that people would understand the mysteries of God. So what was happening in the Corinthian church was a lot of disorder. And people would all want to say what they wanted to say. And I'm sure that sometimes people wanted to say things because of their own pride. I mean, I struggle sometimes. When I say something, is it from God? Or is it from Todd? And that's the question we should each ask ourselves. Where is God in what we're saying? Alright, so then we see that um, God is a God of order, Paul says. 
He wants us to do things in an orderly, peaceful way. So now a couple questions. What happened to all the tongues? What happened to the prophecies? What happened to the revelations? First, I got a translator. And we got the New Testament. Remember, in, in 1 Corinthians 13, uh, that it says, where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they'll be stilled. Where there's a special kind of knowledge, it passes away. For at this time, we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. So I believe that in some ways, with the New Testament coming, we have all that we need for life and godliness. From Second Timothy chapter three. Uh, Verses 16 and 17. All the words of scripture are God breathed. These are God's words for our life. And they are all useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting and training in righteousness. So that the man and woman of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So we have all that we need. And then Timothy says to Paul, or Paul says to Timothy, In view of all this, preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. With these words, correct, rebuke, and encourage people. With great patience and careful instruction. That's why we keep talking about how important it is that we study the Bible together. That you apply the words to your life and to your heart. I've met people who say when they come into church to give a sermon, I'm just going to wait here for the Spirit to hit me. And whatever God gives me, that's what I'm giving you. I'm glad you don't prepare lunch that way. Because in so many ways, a sermon is like preparing a meal. 
This passage says to teach with great patience and careful instruction. The passage also comes with a warning. In verse 3. For the time will come when, when men will no longer put up with sound doctrine. Everybody will want to do what is right in their own eyes. To suit their own desires. They will gather around them teachers to satisfy their itching ears, what they want to hear. And as a result, we must always teach the Bible. The revealed word of God. And as we do it, we should do it in a fitting and orderly way. Can I just quickly review with you what we've been doing this morning? Uh, I mean, I, I remember um, the, the, we, we plan these services weeks in advance. We did not just say to Zojian this morning, come up and be the moderator. There's a schedule for translators. Our worship team was scheduled. And they practiced and rehearsed. Everything should be done in an orderly way. So instead of just saying, I'll wait for the Holy Spirit to give me something and then give it to you. The truth is, the Holy Spirit speaks as loudly on Tuesday night as he does on Sunday morning. So we pray and we prepare things in advance. And we always remain open to the leading of the Spirit. Uh, so as this sermon began, we read a psalm. And in this psalm, it talks about how God was merciful to people who had walked away from him. And as a result, they end up praising him. After that, we had songs of worship. We still sing hymns, just like in this passage. 
但我们同样也会唱诗，就像在这段，呃，就像在这段圣经里面所讲到。But we think about the message of the morning。然后我们想想今天早上我们要传讲的信息。And we sing certain hymns。我们听到了，然后我们就听到了这样的诗歌。I remember one time when I was first at this church。我记得当我第一次来到这个教会的时候。We had a, we had an American worship service。我们当时是美国，当时是美国来做这个敬拜的工作。I And I always wanted them to sing the same song every week. 我想让他们每一周都唱同样的歌。And they didn't do it. 然后他们不会这么做。And my feelings were hurt. 然后我很伤心。Because I really liked that song. 因为我真的很喜欢那首歌。And in my pride, I said, you know, I come here every week. 然后我的骄傲说，不行，你们要每个星期。and you never sing that song I like. And the question is, why was it so important to me? And I realized it was my own pride. But it is a pretty good song. I could sing it right now, I guess. No, boop, no, no, no. Wow. So we do sing songs of worship, though. And, um, and then, when we sing songs of worship, notice, who, who do we sing the song of worship to? We're singing to God, right? So when we sing, we really sing like it's to God. Come thou almighty king. Help us your name to sing. Huh. Close? No. So so we sing and we're we're singing and it's 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 when we when we pray when we when we sing to God, what are we really doing? It's like we're praying. We're singing right to God. And I'm so grateful that you led us this morning. Right after that, we, we, had, wor- we had worship with prayer. And when I was in the American church, the pastor would always get upset. Over what is a very, what seems like a very small thing. So if we had just been singing this song, and then we would go to prayer, and I would walk up and I would say, let us pray, he would say, don't do that. He would say, we've been praying. We've been worshiping. So when you come up, don't say, let us pray. As if we haven't been praying. Just start praying. And there was one especially godly pastor here. He would start every prayer with the word and. And because it was like he was in a continuous attitude of prayer. 
He would pray and our father. So then we gave offerings. Which which the scripture tells us to do. We heard a, a powerful testimony. Of God's grace and forgiveness. We read the scripture. And right now I'm trying to explain the scripture. An especially hard scripture. Women should remain silent in the church. Don't say that. What are you doing? You keep talking. It says, women should remain silent in the church. I listened to all of you read that scripture together, all the women. They are not allowed to speak, but must be in submission. As the law says. What am I supposed to do with this? What do we make of women in the church? I think in the same way that we don't have a regular time of speaking in tongues. I think in the same way that we don't have a regular time when we offer prophecy. I think in the same way that um, the, the New Testament and, and what it confirms is a different role for women. So what the passage literally says is, they are not allowed to speak, must, but must be in submission as the law says. Uh, Which law is that? Here it is. If they want to inquire about something, they should ask their own husbands. So the first thing it seems like is we're not just talking, we're not really talking about women, we're talking about wives, because these are women who have husbands, right? So the picture I have is in this Corinthian church where everything had changed where everybody wanted to say something and they were all lined up to do it there were women who were wives who were saying things that disagreed openly with their husbands. If they want to inquire about something, Paul said, they should ask their own husbands at home. It is disgraceful for a woman to speak in the church. Uh, 
And it all says it all goes back to the law. What does the law say? How does the law apply to, to husbands and wives? What goes all the way back to the garden when we first sinned? It said because of sin there were a couple of curses. It says that women will have pain in childbirth. And I think that one's true. But it also said there would be conflict in the relationship between the husband and the wife. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. But more importantly, in Ephesians chapter 5, in Ephesians 5.33, it says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. It would mean that you would be willing to give up your wife, or give up your life for your wife. Yeah. And it says the wife must respect her husband. So in this passage it says, if, if there's a disagreement between a husband and a wife, they should talk about it at home. And I think in our public gatherings, that's still true. That doesn't mean you can't ask questions in a Bible study, but I'm saying that between a husband and a wife, if, God, if we are really one person, we each work with each other. Here's how I understand the issue of respect. Yesterday I conducted a wedding with, um, I work in a court and there are two of us who are judges. And as the two judges, we both did the wedding yesterday. But in my workplace, the other judge is more senior than I am. And because he's more senior, he has a lot more rights and privileges. So I never disagree with him in public. We disagree in private. And then we speak with one voice. And if any of you are parents with children, you know how important it is as, as, a, as a father and mother that you speak with one voice to your children. Oh, 
So I think this is really about respect. And I and I think that I want to try to understand how it is that we should regard women in the church. So we want to understand how it is that we should regard women in the church. And one of my favorite chapters in the book of Romans is Romans chapter 16. Again, we're still writing the New Testament. And God is speaking through these letters. And if you read Romans 16, you start to count. If you're looking at Romans 16, you start to count the number of women that Paul is talking about. I commend to you our sister Phoebe. She's been a great help to me. And greet Priscilla and Aquila and the, 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 the church that meets there. And you can see there's Mary. And Tryphena and Tryphosa. And Persis. We have all these women who are leading and working in the church. So it makes me think that this instruction of women stay silent in this church. Is really directed at husbands and wives. And it's really directed at the idea that we should not reflect our divisions in our marriage in the church. And of course, there's always a role for counseling. If, if there are divisions in your marriage, there are, there are good places to talk about that. But you should never use a microphone. Alright. I want to close by looking at the, the final passage in Romans chapter 16, verse 25. I think this benediction makes it clear what I've been trying to say. So this is the benediction. This is the way Paul closes the letter. So Paul says, now to him, and he's talking about the only wise God. He's talking about now to God. Who is able, God is able to establish you by my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's 25. There it is. 
传讲。我有神能照我所传的福音和所讲的基督耶稣。And that was Sister Wu's testimony, wasn't it? That when she understood the truth of Jesus Christ, how he died on the cross for us, how it answered all the mysteries of life, how it changes the way we feel about people and the jealousy we feel. Now to God who is able to establish you by my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ. According to the revelation of the mystery hidden long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings. What are those prophetic writings? The New Testament. But now revealed by the prophetic writings. By the command of the eternal God. So that all the nations might believe in him. To the only wise God. Be glory forever. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Will you pray with me, please? Thank you, Father, that you establish, you make for our orderly worship. Thank you that your Holy Spirit is still alive and active. Thank you that you gave us a guide in the New Testament for us to, to follow. And thank you, Lord Jesus, that when we trust and obey you, we know your salvation and new life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.